my uncle wrote very good songs about the trouble at times, but this is a, a genuine ballad that was simply written by some fellow that felt like it. If you don't want to hear that, hear the lot of it, it goes. It seems to go on to me for a few years. I've got to sing it. You might think it's tough having to listen to it, but you can switch it off and start at some more interesting point. Who fears to speak of Easter week, that week of famed renown? When the boys in green, they went out to fight the forces of the crown. With mothers bold and hearts of gold, the red countess dressed in green. And high above the GPO, the rebel flag was seen. Then came ten thousand khaki coats, our rebel boys to kill. Before they reached O'Connell Street, of fight they got their fill. They machine guns and artillery and cannon in galore. But it wasn't our fault that Erewhon got back to England shore. For six long days we held them off at odds of ten to one. And through our lines they could not pass for all of their heavy guns. And deadly poison gas they used to try and crush in vain. And burdens our Irish capital like the Germans did Louvain. The Anglo-Saxons make great contributions to culture, don't they? They shot our leaders in a jail without a trial, they say. They murdered women and children who in their cellars lay. They dug the grave with gun and spade to hide them from our view. Because they could neither kill nor catch the rebels so bold and true. But we will love old Ireland and shall while life remain. And we will say God speed the day the rebels will rise again. The Irish slaves and English names may try you to deceive. Remember those who died for you. And likewise, James Connolly's grave. This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. You have to go see substance abuse rehabilitation. I was like, for what? You know, like... I've already proved, like, even with a hair test, I'm not doing drugs. And they're like, well, we test you for Kratom. My guest is Andy Knowles. He is a chief gunner's mate who was recently kicked out of the United States Navy after a 15-year career just for using Kratom. Andy lives in Jacksonville, Florida with his wife, Stephanie. This is his Kratom story. Where are you from originally? Originally, I'm from Texas. Which yeah. which part of Texas? All over, really. Um, mm. Dallas, Fort Worth area, Austin area, um, and a few different places in between. And did you join the Navy right out of high school? A little bit after. Um, okay. I yeah, I, I was hung around for a while, and then uh, and then joined the Navy. I was I was still young, you know. I mean, I'm only 34 now, and I did 
15 years in. So, you know, work, work, uh, you know, the normal high school kid job and where I was living, you know, I was, I I was always back and forth between my mom and dad after they divorced when I was like eight. Mm. But so, you know, I wound up, uh, in the high school with my dad, you know, just needed to, needed a change of pace, I guess you could say, getting away from, you know, uh, not so savory influences, you know, and, and just an overall change of pace, I guess. And, uh, uh, the recruiter was, was very convincing, you know, so it was, he was doing his job. He Mm. was doing a good job. So, um, but yeah, and then I joined and, you know, I had no clue what I was doing. I, I picked the same job that my recruiter had, you know, cause I was like, I don't care what I'm doing. Just I'll take whatever you do. (laughs) So. And how old were you at the time? You're like 19. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows what they're doing at that age. <laughs> so where did you uh, do basic training? I did. I did. I went to boot camp in uh, in Chicago. Was it Great Lakes? In Chicago. Yep, Great Lakes. I got there on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day uh, in 2005. Okay. And, you know, so did all that in the wintertime up in the Chicago area. So, I mean, you know, cold, whatever, but. Yeah. Coming from um, Texas, that's got probably like a, a brutal it was, hit oh, to yeah. the brain. <laughs> it was a shock. I was still there for several months after boot camp, and then you know after that, left to go do some more in-depth uh, and more job-specific schools in San Diego. Ended up staying in San Diego for I think thirteen years. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> what what kind of job did you do in the Navy? Oh, I was a gunner's mate, so anything guns, more specifically, I I went to start the those follow-on schools I was talking to about, to you about was uh, was for cannons, you know. Um, if you're familiar with like with navy ships, you know some of them have like the huge cannon on the front of the ship. Mm-hmm. So that's that's that was my like primary job for the first uh, my first like six years was doing that and. You know, so that was like my first ship in a nutshell was working on these cannons and, you know, also like small arms and and machine guns and what have you. But that was the main job. I spent some time doing that and then left there, stayed in San Diego, but went to and then I ended up teaching that same school, you know, for the cannons. I was teaching that for four years. Got to do a little like, you know. It's shore duty is what it's called, you know, so you do sea and shore, so they kind of rotate you. So my my shore duty was, was teaching those cannons. Did you serve overseas? I went, I did, you know, several deployments overseas, mm-hmm. Middle East or, or China or Africa. Got to see the world, and I mean, yeah. you know, got to do some cool stuff and, you know, things that, you know, most 20-year-olds most don't do. It was it was good, you know, bad at times, good at times, but what was it like being in the middle of the ocean? Was it fun? <laughs> yeah, you know, it it's a was stupid like, civilian question, I'm sorry, but No, I'm it's curious. Not stupid, I'm curious. You, you, I mean, you think about like you go on a cruise ship and you know like there's recreation, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like, you know, being out in the middle of the ocean, you know, for the military, it's uh 
you know, you're working, but, yeah. you know, in your downtime, you, you kind of have to like get creative, you know, on, on your recreation, you know, or you go insane, but there's so many like sea stories that like, I'm glad I got to experience, you know, cause it's just, it's some of the things you do out to sea is just hilarious. Finally, like read a book, start to finish in one sitting, you know, or something like that. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of liked it, you know, I mean, I've got kids, so eventually I got kind of tired of it because, you know, you just want to hang out with your kids or, or, you know, see friends or whatever. But I mean, it was good. It it was relaxing at times, you know, and it was, for me, it was like the best sleep I ever got, you know, kind of like getting rocked to sleep every night. I loved it. I mean, you know, the culture you get to, to like, you're immersed in and, you know it's one thing to like watch it you know say on the travel channel or or watch it on tv mm-hmm. but you know to go like be basically like dropped off for like a day or two you know and be like okay go experience that and yeah. you don't speak the language it's uh it's cool it's it's uh it's, you know it's humbling because you know you're the outsider and you know it's uh I, I thought it was a cool experience, you know. I've yeah. got my favorite place. I got my favorite places, and I've got my least favorite places. But it was all cool. I think getting to see all that, you know. Definitely, and it seems like you liked the Navy in that you made a career out of it. You said you were 15 years in the Navy, and um, I think your wife told me you you uh, your rank was chief. Is that the right terminology? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think, like, I can't speak for everybody, but I I think it's safe to say that, like, a lot of people have ups and downs where you love, you love being in, and then, like, there's times where you can't stand it. And But, you know, I've been out of, like, the outside workforce for so long, but I can only imagine it's the same for everybody, you know? Days where you hate your job and days where you love it, but... You know, and I think like there's a time like before each enlist reenlistment that I did where I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna reenlist. You know, I'm done. I'll get out, and ended up just you know kept trucking. So now that kind of sucks, given <laughs> what happened. So yeah. when when did you? Okay, let's talk about like when did you uh, first discover kratom, and why did you even uh, consider? Kratom at all? Well, uh, you know, I'd gone to, you know, uh, Navy's medical and mental health uh, for depression and anxiety because okay. I was just having a hard time, you know, in life. Mm-hmm. And which, like, who isn't? But I, uh, you know, I wanted to do something about it. So, and I had some bad experiences with, you know, uh, the military's healthcare. Um, and, you know, I'm not speaking for anybody but myself, you know, but I, my, my first, uh, sort of like, I guess, view into mental health treatment was, um, I went in and, you know, filled out the paperwork and, you know, it was like a bunch of like on the scale of one to 10, like how bad are you feeling and all this stuff, you know, and I finally got to like sit with a doctor at mental health and 
it's my very first time sitting with a doctor and um the way it went was I, I sat in his room and he was on his computer the whole time and never once looked at me you know and he was like what what's the matter and I was like I, I don't know I'm like I'm not enjoying like being alive like I don't want to I don't want to die, but I'm not I'm not enjoying like life at all. Oh God, I know that feeling. His, his train of thought was like everywhere. It wasn't like he had like it. It was almost as if like he was reading a script that didn't make sense. I left yeah. like I left feeling like well, what the hell was that? You know, I just wasted like two hours out of my day. Yeah. So and nothing ever came of it. You know, it was just. I answered some questions to a guy who never it probably couldn't tell you what I what hair color I had, but you know, and that was it, like the end. I was like, well, okay, maybe that's how it is, like how it goes. You know, obviously nothing improved after that session, so I went back again a second time and met with a different doctor. Didn't ask me anything. She, it was. I've looked at your paperwork. Here's a prescription for Paxil. Um, go fill it. Take it how the bottle said. So, like, that was it. Like, here are yeah. these, and you can leave now. <laughs> so, yeah. here's, here's your drugs. Here's goodbye. That's basically what uh, the healthcare system has been. Well, the thing, like, I didn't want Paxil. I didn't want anti. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just want to talk to somebody. So, I mean... I can't say that the offer wasn't afforded to me to talk to someone because it was, you know, it was, uh, by the way, don't forget, we got these services, you know, the people you can talk to. So I went and did that, you know, and mm -hmm. like that was more helpful, uh, than, you know, any of the doctors that I was seeing, yeah. you yeah. know, at the health. um, cause I'm just, you know, I'm just spilling my guts about everything to this, you know, the stranger. So, yeah, it was yeah. good. I liked it. But, I mean, it wasn't, like, nothing was changing, I thought, you know. So, um, I was, I started researching civilian, you know, civilian health care providers that accepted my insurance, you know. And uh, I, I met up with a guy, a doctor in, in San Diego who, um, sort of same thing, he prescribed me. Uh, he's like, uh, try this, it's gabapentin, and I guess it was like in the, still in the trial phase for anxiety and depression. I don't know if you've ever even heard of it, but I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> it was definitely a ride, like, as far as that medicine yeah. goes, but it wasn't, it was like something that, like, you know, 15 minutes after the first time I took it, I was like, I can't be doing this. Like this one's not going to be beneficial. So, mm -hmm. you know, cut to, I'm not taking it anymore. And like, that's kind of it. So, I mean, yeah. um, I've got family members, you know, close family that <laughs> have, uh, you know, had depression problems and kind of got the same thing from their doctors. Like, here's these pills, take these pills. And one of them, uh, was like, well, I'm taking uh, Kratom now for this, you know, and like never felt better, you know. And and <clears> like when like, when was this when you started to hear about Kratom? Year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't something I'd ever really heard about, you know. Um, 
you know, you hear about like uh, like pharmaceuticals, you hear about all that, but like I hadn't heard much about it um, except for you know firsthand. Like I'm taking this now, and it's it's like a life changer, you know. Yeah. So, you know, we hear that a lot two. from so many people, right? So, cut two. I'm taking kratom. You know, do a little research. You know, like everybody else does, Google it. You know, and at the time there wasn't a lot of like it was pretty much just like here, read about it. But there was a couple of documentaries about it. Um, you know, you've probably seen uh, Hamilton Morris. Yeah, and his uh, he's got a pharmacopia. Pharmacopia, yeah, uh, that that's really good. And that he's is, also funny because he seems like he's high all the time. <laughs> he's the most like deadpan, yeah. you know, personality. Yes. But <laughs> if, he's got a, a, a episode on kratom. So yeah, I love that. that. That's 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 one of the best things that's ever been done on kratom. Where he goes into the uh, Thai uh, jungles. <laughs> Yeah. It's really good. And um but then it was it was easy, you know, it's just Google like where do you buy Kratom and it's like everywhere. Okay. I'm like, Well, all right, this is legal, let's try it. And so bought it, took it, and you know, within a couple days I was like, you know, this isn't bad. It's doing something here, so I just I stuck with it. You know. And why not? I mean, it's it's such to me. It's like it's so easy on the body. It's not like alcohol or hard drugs or even prescription drugs. It's so easy on the body, really. I mean, you can function with it. You don't get. I never had a hangover with it. I mean, is that your experience with it too? Yeah, um, yeah, my. Ex- you know, I've still got issues, you know, with the depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm like a, I'm a functional depressed, depressed person, you know? And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm far more functional now than I was before. That's just for sure. You know, you know, life right now, you know, as you can probably imagine, life sucks with everything that's just happened. Yes. But, but my wife and I were, you know, we're finding time to laugh and we, you know, we laugh and we have fun together and, you know, we're making the best out of a crap situation. So, yeah. And I think, you know, part of that is just like us being resilient. And I think part of it is that this stuff, it does help, you know? Yeah. But it's the lack of information that's out there is what definitely is, is that's, the, that's the killer. What led to your situation, which is so fucking frustrating for me i mean i've accidentally just by doing this podcast i've interviewed two people who have i believe have been mistreated by the military who are veterans and we should everybody pretends to honor and respect the veterans but well my like my own personal take on it is people outside of the military have been like i can't believe that you know it's garbage while people inside on my way out were like, what are you stupid? How could you not know this is banned? And like, yeah. um, like you should have known better because of your rank and, you know, and maybe they're right. Maybe I should have known, but I didn't. And, you know, there's no, there's no information about it, you know? 
Um, the so, le- like the yeah. legal the legal hurdles I had to go through towards the end were, you know, these people trying to prove that I had had training and knew better, you know, and they could not find anything because there wasn't anything. There's no training on it, and you know, and I don't know if you've ever read the list of banned substances in the for uh, DOD. I actually it, did. After your wife emailed me, it, you know, yeah, green tea extract or green coffee bean extract. Like, I mean, that's one of the ones. On... Oh, wow. <laughs> See, I missed that part. Yeah. And that's a thing like a free take one at GNC. So mm-hmm. what what happened with the Kratom situation? Like just what led you to be tested for Kratom, which I can't believe they have test kits for one thing. And then well, they, what led what they led you to get <laughs> get discharged? Yeah, they well they don't have like a test kit. They had to send it off to like okay somewhere somewhere else that does. So it's like a third party. What led me to it is, um, I mean, to sum it up, it's revengeful exes. It was an ex husband. There's you know a lot of like hard feelings there or whatever. When I initially got pulled into a legal office um i was ta- i was still taking kratom and that i you know i was getting questions about like everything under the sun about my life except for kratom like they never mentioned it mm-hmm. so but that's what they were leading towards but they never said it though like during like it was like an interrogation type of thing right <laughs> but it was never about kratom I left there going like, what in the hell was that? And went about living my life. You know, I was like, kept taking Kratom because like we hadn't talked about it. I didn't know at the time, like it's banned because everybody knows like you don't go to work in the military and shoot heroin in the morning. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't go smoke crack before you go to work. And I'm sure like, people listening that may be in the military would be like, well, I knew that, but I'd kind of have to call bullshit on that because nobody knew about it or what it was at all. Yeah. You know, but what they, you know, so I get accused of doing drugs basically. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll let's take the drug test. Cool. So I go take a, uh, urinalysis, right? Leave that took, several weeks to come back in that meantime i had gone to court for child custody and where my ex was bringing up in court like he's on drugs he's doing heroin he's doing opiates all this stuff i was like oh well i beg your pardon you know no i'm not and my lawyer's like go get a hair test like today so immediately left court went and paid like the 160 for a hair test you know, did the hair test. I'm not on drugs. So it, it's a whole bunch of that. And then I get pulled into an office at work and they're like, your drug test results are back. You have to go see substance abuse rehabilitation. I was like, for what? You know, like I've already proved like even with a hair test, I'm not doing drugs. And they're like, well, we tested you for Kratom. And I was like, well, why would you do that? <laughs> you know, like, and well, and the guy who's telling me this is where I work. It was our uh, drug and alcohol. Every, every command has like a drug and alcohol abuse, like 
rep, right? Mm-hmm. And that's who's telling me this. And I was like, well, why are they testing me for that? And he's like, I have no clue. So that's like, that's guy number one that didn't know. Um, so, okay, I go to this substance abuse rehabilitation place for, you know, it's kind of like an outpatient interview, basically, to determine if I'm like dependent on anything. Um, so I had to do that twice, actually. I had to talk to two doctors. It was all part of like the legal, like, I was like legally obligated to do it. So I talked to them, the people at the substance abuse uh, rehabilitation program had no clue what Kratom was. And the second doctor I saw was like, it sounds like this stuff is actually working for you. Like it's helping you. I was like, yeah, it is. It's helping a lot. <laughs> it's uh, well, unfortunately banned. And I was, you know, so I'm thinking, okay, so it's banned. Let's just stop, you know, I guess. We'll just quit taking it. <laughs> but come to find out that's not how it's going to go. It's they're, they're going to have to start processing legal action. So I'm like, well, if I'm screwed, I'm not going to stop taking it because, you know, if I'm getting kicked out, like, this is what I'm doing. So, you know, went through the whole legal thing and, you know, did the, the cliche, like, you see in the movies where it's like the guy is in trouble and he's getting yelled at and, you know, I'm being called a drug addict. I'm being called a bad father. I'm being called, you name it. You know, I'm like, look, like I'm not doing drugs. I'm not addicted to drugs. I don't have an issue. I was taking something that turns out it was banned and I had no clue. Like that's, that's the story. You know, my biggest takeaway was the amount of, misinformation and lack of knowledge about it is ridiculous. So, you know, that's why I have a huge appreciation for what you're doing, what you guys are doing, you know, because, you know, the name in itself, you know, Kratom Science, like that's the most important part and getting like the right information out, you know, but. Do you think it would actually help the military? I really think it does. Like, especially guys in combat. I know, like, that's a that's a big topic. It, you know, that's, we could spend all day talking about um, PTSD and, like, the related flipping into a drug problem, right? Yeah. And, and it doesn't even have to be PTSD, you know? Yeah. Like, well, and there's even, there's even, you know, there's all kinds of different, uh, like, treatments that are, that are less conventional, you know? There's, like, there's MDMA treatment for PTSD. And yeah. if there's MDMA treatment for PTSD, what are we, like what are you what are these people thinking <laughs> when it comes to Kratom? But yeah, yeah. you know, of course I'm biased, you know, because it's actually helped me. You know, I've been depressed for I don't know how long now, been anxious, been suicidal at times and mm-hmm. And then here I am talking to you on the phone, you know, and there's a lot to be said about that. And of course, like now I'm especially now still taking Kratom now. I mean, you know, I took it right before the phone call because, you know, I've just lost a 15 year career because some ex-husband was pissed off at me and like who wouldn't be bummed out, you know, but, um, 
you know, I still, I'm having a good day today, you know, with is, my wife, is, and we're having fun. Do you have a job now? Uh, the, the search continues, you know, yeah. I've, um, it, it, everything, it, it all happens so abrupt, you know? Okay, just so you know, like, your last day is next week. I was like, oh, okay. Hi, I have five kids. This is my career. It's not your job. It's a career. I mean, yeah. shit. But, you know, it's not their concern. So it was like that, you know. <laughs> you know, as frustrating it is, and I'm bitter about it. I mean, I think rightfully so. You're, um, it's new. It's still new, but, too. So it's like, let oh, yourself the, be the wounds, Yeah, the wound's fresh for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, you know, of course, like, I haven't been in the civilian, like, job market, you know, for 15 years, yeah, you know, so, yeah. it, like, so I've learned things yeah. have changed, and, yeah, um, yeah. so, I mean, you know, you, you know, applying for jobs, whatever. I mean, is there any way that they could, like, reverse their decision, you could go back in? Oh, no, it, it's, it's done now, um, and, yeah. it, the, the, like, the cherry on top, I guess, of it all is, Friday, my last day, I had to go pick up my DD-214, you know, the, you know, that is the, the paperwork saying, like, you're out, and here's, like, a snapshot of your career, and at the bottom, it's, like, reason for discharge, and it says, like, serious offense, drug abuse. <laughs> and so, That's bullshit, man. That is bullshit. I know. I know. That's bullshit. Because I'm sitting there, like, no, it's not, you know, <laughs> but that's what, yeah. that's what they... That's what they classified it as, so... Well, you know. all, I guess all we can do now is tell your story, and uh, cha we're trying to change attitudes about Kratom. On my, on my way out, you know, like, I was, I even told people, like, look, you guys need to train on this stuff. Like, you, you need to get this information out there, because I promise, and, like, I know for a fact, I'm not the only one in the military taking this stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the ones who still are just don't have that angry ex-husband apparently that wants revenge Ugh. i i know i know i wasn't the only person who had no friggin' clue that we couldn't take it <laughs> you know but yeah, it is yeah. what it is we got dealt a crap hand in a card game we weren't even trying to play you know what i'm saying yes and oh my god that is such a good quote it is what it is and like the madness continues even still yeah i mean i'm pissed That's i'm pissed with you but yeah. That's cool. I mean, you have a good attitude about it. Best for it. Yeah. Um, They're talking about it in our state. They're talking about reversing marijuana convictions now that everybody is starting to be sane about marijuana. Hopefully, in the future, we can get them to do that about Kratom. You are being wronged. Like, it's, it is it well, is an injustice. Like I was saying, you know, in my own experience, like, when, when my my discharge paperwork says drug abuse, you know, and like I was treated as if I was, you know, taking bath salts at work or something. It was, it's kind of like, you know, this sucks. Like I've, I've tried my hardest for you for 15, 15 years. years they like, just throw, they just throw you out for that shit without even really investigating it. Because if they did, they would find out what this stuff is. They just throw people out for, on the basis of misinformation. I don't, that's so. That I yeah, don't know. And, and and I mean, I still I have I have hard feelings towards um, several people, you know, towards the end, and I don't have hard feelings uh, with 
my captain at my command who was the person who actually separated me. I don't, you know, that he was like, throughout all that, like, that guy was like the nicest. He's like, this sucks, man. Like, I don't want to be doing this, but I'm forced to. It's black and white. Like, yeah. he didn't have a choice, you know. Unfortunately, like, it was above his head, basically. You know, the uh, the higher-ups, whatever you want to call them, mm. uh, that were the ones who were, like, lumping me into this category of, like, drug abuser and all this stuff. And he was, you know, he's so sympathetic and, like, you know, apologized to me. And I'm like, you, you know, you're doing your job. Like, I have no hard feelings against you, you know. And he was, like, the nicest guy. And he was the one that actually, you know, separated me out. But it was... You know, his hands were tied, and, you know, of course that sucks, but what sucks more is the whole circumstance, you know. I mean, I guess all we can do now is just, like, try to change the attitude so this doesn't happen again, because, but yeah, thank you so much for out, talking with know, us so. and doing this. I mean... Well, thanks for, ha thanks for you know, yeah. thanks for the whole thing. I mean, I, you know, it might not amount to, like, you know, fart in the wind, but at least... You know, it's in the wind. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you, you know, taking the time to talk about it. Yeah, keep it, keep in touch, too, it gets, because, I mean, yeah, you know, this is a community we have here, this creative community. And if there's any way we can help you guys out, I'm, I'm sure The music is by Risey. The song is called Memories of Thailand. For more information on Kratom, see KratomScience.com. This is Brian Gallagher. I wrote and produced the Kratom Science Podcast. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Take care. Well, uh, this other song was written by a person who will never hear it recorded because he's not the possessor of a gramophone. He's uh, a pretty much of a tramp. A hungry feeling came on me stealing And the mice they were squealing in my prison cell And that old triangle it went jingle jangle Along the banks of the Royal Canal To begin the morning the screw, screw is a water incidentally to begin the morning, the screw was bawling. Get out of bed and clean up your cell. And the old triangle, it went jingle jangle along the banks of the Royal Canal. Oh, the screw was peeping. And Humpy Gussie lay sleeping as he lay there weeping for his girl Sal. And that old triangle, it went jingle jangle along the banks of the Royal Canal. But in the female prison, there are seventy women And I wish they was with them that I did well Then that old triangle Could go jingle jangle 
along the banks of the Royal Canal.